Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Welcome to the Heels and Quads WrestleMania podcast. I'm Levi. I've been up since 1 a.m. at Levi D. Zindel on Twitter. I'm Tommy, and I'm not hot anymore at Mr. Tommy Walter. <laughs> so so here it is. We finally, we're finally uh, officially recording the WrestleMania X7 review to kick off our WrestleMania season reviews. This is, I think I could pretty much say this is my favorite WrestleMania. I know it falls up in your high ranks. Yeah, right? it, it's, it's top three. Um, yeah. I, I, I still just hold uh, 19 close to my heart i don't know what it is about 19 that i love so much other than the fucking that awesome hogan card. and vince match <laughs> i think that's what it is dude it is an awesome card too though man every and, match was great and sean and jericho was like i don't know that that match like i could probably do that match in a ring myself with a pillow because <laughs> i've watched it yeah so many times. and it's like a 30 minute solid but anyways we'll we'll get to that one in the next yeah. week or so i guess but yeah, that'll probably, right here. That'll probably be one of the next ones. We got to rebook WrestleMania 2000. Hopefully, we can do that maybe tomorrow. Oh yeah, we could basically do the review and rebook at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what it'll be. That's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. this this isn't a rebooking. This one's too perfect to rebook. Yeah, you can't book it any better. Except for you might change Taker's gimmick just for you. Yeah, just for me. Yeah. <laughs> I like the biker Taker, man. I don't yeah. know why he got hated on. I... I don't. I, I guess it's the combination of Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock. Well, and it might be because your your childhood Taker wore the purple gloves and the the suit. The, he was the Undertaker, yeah, and then that. Uh, yeah, I, I just love that. I, I mean, I wish Undertaker was still like that. I wish he'd go back to like the really, really, really original Taker look, just for like one match. But whatever. All right, yeah. so let's let's start this. All right, so April first, two thousand one, April Fool's Day. Uh, yep. at the Astrodome in Houston, Texas. I guess then it was the Reliant Astrodome before they tore the Astrodome down. And my VHS tape that I have of it says, Houston, we have a problem. Does it really? Yeah, it says, Houston, we have a problem on it. Yep. <laughs> 67925 The show grossed $3.5 million. Damn. That's a lot of freaking cashola. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that attendance, I'm sure a lot of that's papered. Um, yeah, it's always, it's always year, fucked a little know, bit. I mean, you get the legends that are sitting somewhere in the crowd and all that shit. So I'd say probably at least 4,000 of that's papered, if not more. Um, yeah. so starts off, uh, Sunday night heat. There was a tag match. It was Steve Blackman and two sex a Brian Christopher versus X-Pac and just incredible. So X factor. Um, the match was only two minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, yeah. Albert, Albert pulls Brian Christopher out. 
Pac Incredible hit uh, the X marks the spot. You're so dealing with the X factor. <laughs> they hit that on <laughs> Steve Blackman to pick up the win. Not, I remember that, man. I remember watching that. Yeah. Like 17 years ago or whatever. And I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't rewatch. I didn't go back. I mean, I'm sure I could have found it on YouTube since that's not on the network yet. But I, I guess Sunday Night Heat's coming soon too. So we'll good. See. All right, sorry as I sip my coffee because this is an early one. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. All right, so the show opens. It's JR and Paul Heyman on commentary. So not um, this is that little bit of time in the early 2000s when the King was gone. This did you when... did you hear his shoot on why he was gone? Yeah, because well, he had to fire the cat. Yeah, yeah, they made him fire his wife at the time. Uh, what was her name? Stacy Carter, and that her real name? Something yeah, like that. it's something like that. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he had to fire her, so he was gone from the company. He did because uh, he walked with her. Yeah, he did uh, like the the Hogan Jimmy Hart promotion that we talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but he was doing that with uh, Tony Schiavone. So at this time, um, so the show opens, and of course, none other than Howard Finkel, the Fink, is the ring announcer. That's always good to see. And then you got to go back and watch classic shit now for that because he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, show opens with Chris Jericho and, and William Regal. European? Uh, no, that was Testanetti. This, yeah, is, this uh, is Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Yeah, Jericho's the champion. Uh, this time, uh, Regal was the GM of Raw. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's where the, the beef stemmed from they had a back and forth kind of thing i guess you know jericho really didn't want to do whatever regal was wanting to do and regal was an awesome gm and i mean him being gm of nxt now really shows how big of an impact he's made on the business whether or not he really held any major titles doesn't matter because his in-ring work was top-notch yeah regal i mean it was just it was a good match too and it was a really good opener it wasn't too long no, it was seven minutes eight seconds. But it was a it was a solid seven minutes and eight seconds. Like it was all action. It was you know it's two performers. You can put them in the ring with a shoe, and they'd make the shoe look good. So, well, and Chris uh, Jericho's still making people look good. Yeah, he's the goat, man. Regal's a goat too, but he's not the goat. Yeah, obviously Jericho retains. Um, we get a backstage segment, Shane McMahon, and then it goes to the APA and Jackie. Miss Jackie, they're backstage uh, in the little APA headquarters with the poker table and all that shit. And, of course, they got beers, I'm sure. Not really drinking at this time since they were in the next match. It was a <coughs> six-man. It was Taz in the APA with Miss Jackie versus Right to Censor, which was Bull Buchanan, uh, Godfather, or Goodfather, and Val Venus. I'd say this or the women's is probably the lackluster match of the card, just because. Yeah, and just because just because of what else was on the card. It sucks because there's so many good people in this match, mm-hmm. but right to censor that gimmick just ugh, man. Just, yeah, it was really rough, and especially when they took Val Venus and yeah. put him on. You know well, that and, that was the and guy. The Godfather, who was that's I mean that's who he is. That's him in real life. I mean he owns a fucking strip club in Vegas. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I just, I never 
it never got over with me, but I guess it kind of did because I hated it so much, and that's what they wanted. Yeah, I, I was about to say, yeah, it was it was over with me, and they were total heels, like, because I just fucking hated it. I was like, really, well, dude? Because like, I was always a Val guy. I love Val. Oh, Venus. I love Val Venus. That, I mean, I remember... Wow, 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 wow. The screw. <laughs> yeah, the, in the, putting the hot dog. He's grilling yeah. hot dogs. <laughs> but I remember, you know, as a 12-year-old going to Monday Night Raw, and it was during the chop the pee pee thing. It was like yeah. I think it was like two weeks before that is when I went that summer because it was right before SummerSlam '98. And you know, Mister Yamaguchi son, and you know the Funaki choppy choppy pee pee. Yeah, all that stuff. And that I mean, that was just he was such a great fucking character. And that's the kind of shit you'll never see again because PG. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, one of my favorites, probably of all time, Taz, gets thrown into this match. But this is kind of like <coughs> Taz went from me. beating, you know, his his debut, he beat Kurt Angle, who was undefeated, when he debuted at the Rumble in, what, 2000? Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, Taz has already kind of been buried. And I say kind of, but he was buried. Um, but yeah, It was because was he, he was small. That's why. Yeah. But, yeah, the, I mean, for a six-man, this match was only three minutes and 52 seconds. A lot of these matches were super short. Well, it's because they had to give to the two main events, you know, and well, that, uh, that Angle and Benoit. Did, they did a lot of backstage segments. Yeah. Um, this felt like it was like a landmark uh, WrestleMania in a sense because it had, like, it, it feels like this would have been, like, 10 or 20 or, you know, like a, one of those big numbers. Yeah, yeah because the, they that had should have been, like, at the Garden. Yeah, yeah, like the, the gimmick battle royal and just like the people they had around for this WrestleMania made yeah. it. That I think that's another reason why it was just so good is because it was like it was just a good time. Everything was still everybody was still around. When it's weird because it now because I mean I watched this because we planned on doing it last week. This I mean now it's a week since I've watched it, but even watching it, sitting there and watching it, it's weird when you go back and watch older shows because it's like. It just kind of feels like a wrestling show. It doesn't feel like a WrestleMania or SummerSlam or whatever. It just kind of feels like a show. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, but it stands the test of time. I mean, if this was on now, it would be the shit. Oh, yeah, because of the, yep, yep, that would, that would. But we can pine about that all day. Yeah, I can, um, yeah. So, Farouk gets the pin. Uh, Taz and APA win it. And then we get another backstage segment. It's Stephanie, Trish Stratus, and Linda McMahon in her vegetative state. Oh, yeah. I, she I, sold I, the shit out of that, She too. did. In my notes, literally, every time I say something about Linda, it says Veg Linda. Veg Linda. Yeah, man. Especially, I mean, when we get to the match, you know, but, dude, she fucking sold it. Like, I don't, I couldn't have done it because I there could, was a... How, how did she not fuck? She didn't, I mean, she didn't even fucking blink, dude. When... Yeah, there was a part in the match that when we get to it, it just like I fucking laughed, and it's like how are, how could you not laugh at Vince? Yeah, because just because I mean, he's, he's fucking ridiculous. goofy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so after that, we get the hardcore triple threat: Raven, Kane, and the Big Show. Nine minutes, seventeen seconds. This and it is, was a good triple threat, it, man. It was, and this is post twenty four seven. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, they had already like yeah. kind of dropped that rule. Um, they fight in the crowd, they fight backstage, they go to that cage. Um, mm-hmm. they throw they lock- Kane through that window. Yeah, and, they, <clears throat> and uh, what was it, Big Show tries to lock the cage, and 
and Kane gets in, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Kane goes wait, who goes who goes through the the glass by the stage? I believe that is oh, the glass, I think that's Raven. Was it Raven that went through it? I, I know Kane goes because it's Big Show and Kane fighting backstage, and I think mm-hmm. Raven's kind of down and out at that point. Yeah, and they kind of take uh, him out of the match. Yeah, nine minutes seventeen seconds. Kane wins. Um, Good match. Coach interviews somebody in the crowd. Oh yeah, I think they had won some. It was one of those drawings they used to have or something to kinda win like tickets. The in your house type thing. Where, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't write what the what the interview was about because I think I just kind of tuned it out and just wrote it down. Yeah, um, I believe. I believe it was that they had won tickets and they were from like Ontario or something. Okay. Um, so then we see The Rock getting ready in the locker room for his match later on in the night. He's uh, not a jabroni. He's not a jabroni. Um, <clears throat> then we get the European title match: Test versus Eddie Guerrero. Test is the champion. Uh, I think they had big, big hopes for Test. They did, and he and, well, look at him, Jesus, pal. <laughs> He's so tall. Look at his hair. Yeah, that Test was. Uh, test was a. Uh, he was a Test. I mean, I guess he, because if you remember, test. it was like a year. It was like this a year or two test. prior when he came to the WWE, and especially I remember, especially around WrestleMania 2000, because. I think originally he was going to be in that match. No, no, it was Jericho. But anyways, uh, it was like a year prior. Test was definitely like he was getting a push. I mean, I don't know if you remember when Test came, but he came no, in. Oh, yeah, I, I remember it very well because he debuted as Motley Crue's bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. On Sunday and, Night Eat. Yep. If you guys don't know, Motley Crue is one of my favorite bands of all time. I'm sure you yeah, and he was this show before. You kind of knew that because I've talked about meeting Tommy Lee before, but. They did have what, what exactly what you said. Time. They did have big hopes for Test, big time. So, and so, uh, yeah, I mean Eddie wins. It's a good match. Eight minutes thirty seconds. Like I said, a lot of these matches are sh- super short because they were leaving leaving time for the bigger guys, and they had a fuck ton of backstage segments. Yeah. Um. But Eddie wins. Anything in this match really stick out to you? Nah, I mean, it was good. It it was one of those, it was like it would have been a really good Raw match. Yeah. It w- they could have done it on Raw, but I I think it was just, they wanted these two on the card, and they wanted that extra match, so they just put it on there. But it was good. It wasn't yeah. bad. Like like I said, to me, the lacklusters were the women's and uh, that six-man. <clears throat> and they, just because they the women's was just, Women's wrestling wasn't what it is now back then. No, not not by a long. It was time. literally just slapping and pa- bra and panties and shit. So, yeah. and that was cool. Don't get me wrong. And puppies. Yeah. So, right, anyways, so then it's Michael Cole backstage yet again with Mick Foley and with Mick his goatee. His, yeah, and Mick Foley gets his cheap pop in. Here, oh yeah, right here in Houston, Texas. Yeah, um, love that. I still like every time he does a cheap pop, it pops me. And I, yeah. I just have a big smile on my face. I have one right now just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and Mick's cool people, man. Like, yeah, I love Mick Foley. Yeah. Um, fucking legend. Um, he, w- he was with Graham Hartman the other night from Loudwire. Well, he, Graham, they were standing there watching Alice Cooper, and Graham posted a picture on um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, on Facebook. Sounded like I was going <laughs> to fall out for a second. <laughs> I was like, uh, what's going on here? He, he was uh, posted a picture on Facebook or Twitter. He was like, I'm standing next to Mick Foley watching Alice Cooper. Life is pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of those moments where I'd be like, fucking pinch me. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I wouldn't Alice even be Co- watching Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper is actually one of the concerts on my bucket list that I haven't got to see. So, yeah, eventually it'll happen. Um, so then we get to see Austin arriving to the building kayfabe as hell because it's WrestleMania. And I have a hard time believing that an hour into the show, Austin's just now getting to the building. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. used to, I mean, I, you go back now and look at that cause they did it all the time. Then they do it yep. sometimes now, but not as much, but like, it's like, come on. Like, I mean, as a kid, I guess we believed it, but you know, I, I mean, I did. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. He's, you know, that's cool. He's there. Something's going to happen. Cause it, cause it gets you hyped. That's all it is. Is it gets you hyped. Cause you're like, Oh shit, they're really here. Yeah. And, you it, know, and it's a pop, you know, it's him and his camo jacket and that. Oh yeah. The camo Stone 316 Austin, shirt. The badass Stone Cold Steve Austin hat that I yep. always wanted and never got it for some reason. Um, speaking of Stone Cold, I was watching some Stone Cold ET during my insomnia tonight. So what? <laughs> I want some Watt Castle burgers. <laughs> I love fucking Stone Cold E.T. Yeah. So after this his was Vince that. Is, his Vince is really good, too. His Vince? Yeah, I seen his Kurt Angle. That one was good. He said he yeah. wanted a Whopper with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> there it was. The, co- <laughs> the coffee through the nose. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, then we get the uh, probably probably the best match of the night, I think. Kurt uh, and Benoit? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Damn, it was a good match. Uh, I mean, it's it was one of those matches that if you want that, that was a fucking wrestling match because yeah. they started out doing mat wrestling because mm-hmm. they're both technicians. And then Kurt Kurt goes to the outside and runs around a little bit. Yeah, it was it was great, man. And yeah. Kurt won. Yeah, fourteen oh four. Angle wins with a roll up. That was the on, the the only problem I have with this match is that it ends with a fucking roll up. I think it was. Because <laughs> if I recall, it was a cheap one, right? Yeah, he was pulling the tights. So I, I'm, I think it was just to get him over, get heel, get heat on him. Yeah, and, get cheap uh, heel heat by pulling the tights and winning the match. But Benoit looks great at the same time. But I also in in my uh, notes notes, I went back and watched the night after. I watched Monday Night Raw after because you know with everything that happens later on, I was like. I want to see, you know, how quickly this stuff built. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Angle's getting interviewed backstage by Lillian Garcia because she wasn't a ring announcer at this time. She was a backstage interviewer. Yeah. And he's sitting in the locker room and, you know, she's kind of like drilling him about his win was, you know, kind of like cheap. And he's like, you know, I can beat Benoit anytime, anytime I want, any place, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, just... A fill in there. Um, so then we get a backstage segment with William Regal, and he's backstage with Kamala and Kim Chi. Oh, yeah. They're in his office, right? <laughs> yeah. Kamala he's jumping all over such, his desk and shit. Yeah. Kamala was such a great gimmick. Mm-hmm. I like and, Kamala. Man. And I, I mean, Kamala was cool, but the best thing about Kamala is the guy that played him was a truck driver, and he never stopped driving a truck even – throughout his career like he always did it 
So just whenever he would go to a territory, because back then it was, you know, when he first came in, was the territory days. So yeah. he'd come into a territory, work there, and then he'd go back to driving a truck, take a little time doing that, and then he'd go to another promotion. Because, I mean, he was in WWF in the 80s. Yeah, so you talk had... about guys who are cut out for the road. That dude is cut out for the road. He lives for the road, clearly. And, and, now, <laughs> on, and now, unfortunately, he, he lost his legs uh, due to, you know, some health issues. So, yeah. but, and there was a point where I think, uh, his family had put on Facebook that, you know, they thought he was close to the end, but he pulled through and now he just, I mean, he doesn't have legs, but you know, he's, he's still alive and he's still around. He still makes appearances, signings and shit. Um, then we get a really long Fort Hood promo and this is pre, this is pre nine 11. I mean, you're literally months before, but yeah, pre nine 11 and WWF at the time was already doing like the military stuff. Yeah. So I mean, it was, to the cool. and whatnot. it was cool, but it was just a really long promo and it was kind of, they kind of strung it out a little too long. Um, it's just kind of weird, man. It makes you, it makes you wonder if they put it in their ear and was like, Hey, you need to run a, you need to run a U.S. promo during the yeah, show. We got to show that we're, you know, we're all about America because this is WrestleMania. Yeah, um, and WrestleMania is like baseball and apple pie. It's it's Americana. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then we get another backstage interview. Kurt Angle talking about his win with Kevin Kelly, who, yep. as everybody knows now, does commentary English commentary for New Japan. Um, and during the interview, Chris Benoit reappears and gives Angle the crossface. Yep. As I said, my coffee again. Some caffeine. I'm going to do the same. Yeah. Um, then we get, and this is, I wrote this down because I didn't say it at the beginning, but I just want to say again, like we say all the time, in the Attitude Era, and this is, you know, coming in kind of on the tail end of the Attitude Era. Yeah. But the video packages. Yeah. And I wanted to say that, uh, especially on the main event, I, I think the, that Stone Cold and Rock video package is one of my favorites of all time. And, 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 because, and, and because it, it was, was great, but here I have it because, I mean, this is a two-minute, 39-second match, and they have a video package for it. Yeah. Every single match had a video package. And I, they, they have brought them back now. You know, it's you know, on Fastlane but, and everything. But like They're, we talk about all the time, it's like back then, every single gimmick had... A, a video package, yeah, and a, and a story, yep. Yep. So Ivory's the champion. At this point, Ivory is in the right to censor. Um, and congratulations to Lisa Moretti, Ivory, for this Making year. it to the she's Hall getting, of Fame. She's getting in the Hall of Fame, so that's awesome. Even though Actually, we got, a, we got another Hall of Famer coming up after this one, I think. And uh, in, in the, the gimmick battle royal. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Um, I had that noted okay <laughs> ivory's a champ china wins two minutes 39 seconds i just have to say and i never really thought that before but china looked great yeah and this was right before she broke her neck i believe or hurt herself on that was that was that kayfabe or was that legit on that uh filming of that show what's up china that uh she, I don't remember if it was kayfabe or if it was a shoot, but it was the 
she had broke her neck or something on the filming of that show. Oh yeah, I, I don't. I, because she had taken time off. Yeah. So I don't know if that was just you know she was doing other stuff or if that was a legit injury. Okay. I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't really look into it. Because I believe it happens like right after WrestleMania. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So she hits Ivory with the China Bomb, pulls her head off the mat, breaks the pin, which is you know classic David Goliath type of thing. She wanted to beat the shit out of her. Um, yeah. Hits the Gorilla Press Slam and pins her like nonchalantly, just lays on her. Yep. Um. Then we get another backstage segment. Vince, Stephanie, Veg, Linda, and Vince asks Trish, or, and Trish, Vince asks Trish if he double-dosed Linda. Yeah. So, uh, and it's shocking. It, the match is going to be shocking is what Vince says. What he does to yeah. is going to be shocking. <laughs> uh, uh. So then we get a video package, Shane and Vince. And this is, this match was really cool because, it's father and son. That's why, yeah, and it was like, it wasn't, the match was more of a in-ring segment at points, you know, yeah. but it had its, you know, Shane does the coast to coast and whatnot. It has its spots and he misses and hits the table and yada yada. But uh, this, so the thing I was going to say during this match, uh, there's a point where Linda's sitting there and she's, I mean, like I said, dude, she fucking sells that gimmick. And, uh, uh, Vince looks up. I think it's he goes down something. Anyways, he looks up at her and he's got that fucking look on his face and he goes, "You bitch." <laughs> and and I, and it was just because he's like you said, he's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like in his character, Vince, the Mister McMahon character is was so over the top. Yeah, that it was. It, I mean, God, we all fucking hated Vince. But we all like it's. But like, it's now, funny because fuck, I, it ain't the same without it. Yeah. But, like, I, I mean, even later on in, you know, in my fandom, you know, in and out of wrestling, whatever, you know. But, my God, like, the, the DX stuff later on, you know, the DX 2.0. Yeah. When they were a little more kid-friendly. Oh, God, that, Vince, that was great. Except for the Vince, like, Cox thing. But his character there was just phenomenal. I loved it. Yeah, it was so good. I think that was his last hoorah because – after that, I think he did the calling to win a million dollars shit yeah, or whatever. Oh and that, God, was, that was brutal. When the stage fell on him and he was like, I can't feel my legs. It's fun. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. 
funny because Zach Nesbitt told me he was like, "That's when I quit watching wrestling," and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and so he got obviously he got back into it years later, but he was like, "That was the point when I stopped watching wrestling," and I was like, "Yeah, it was kind of getting a little." You know, and I, oh, seven, I think that's what that was. That's kind of when I got, I was in and out. I've always been in and out, but there's like two or three years, you know, in my 20 years of it where I'm just like, eh, yeah, that was, I just wasn't in it that year. But anyways, back to WrestleMania 17. So, uh, you know, Vince is pushing Linda around, blah, 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 you know. And I have noted, Linda is alive. Yeah. Uh, kicks Vince in the. Do you the see the crowd? Too. When he when he fucking turns around and when she stands up, do you see the the crowd stands up? Fucking like it's crazy. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Linda gets one of the biggest fucking pops. In the yeah, world. yeah, dude. She stands up and the whole crowd is like on fire. And I'm dude, like, when oh she my kicked God. him in the fucking giblets, it was like she gave it to him. Yeah, she probably she probably wanted to. <laughs> yeah, she's probably like this is for cheating on me all these years, you son of a bitch. Yeah, kick him in his grapefruits. Um. Shano gets the win. WCW yep. shown uh, up in the skybox. <laughs> Sean Stasiak. And I have it noted right here, Dr. Stasiak. Yeah. I swear to God. I, I knew you were going to have that. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a legend on our show. I know. We have we to talk about. Up. Yeah, I we really want to talk to the guy. Shit. I want to talk to me. Yeah, I want to talk to me, Sean Stasiak, Dr. Stasiak, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I'm, if we ever get him on, I'm be like, Dr. Stasiak, can I speak to me real quick? <laughs> um, so then we get an access promo, which, God, back then it was just so, it was like in its infancy. Like It was kind of, it, it, it yeah, and it was kind of uh, an access promo because, you know, it kind of opened up with the Hardy Boys and you kind of knew what was coming next. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard that song? They used to play that song and Hardcore Holly's song on Spike on TV. Spike TV, yeah. They're, yep. the, they're uh, the integrated segments. Um, yep. But yeah, so we get TLC Dose for the tag titles. The and he even dose. announces it as TLC 2. The following contest is the tables, ladders, and chairs match. Two <laughs> Introducing first Bubba Ray Devon the Dudley Boys Oh man. You gotta uh, love so the, the Fink. So the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardy Boys. Um Probably This, is, this huh? is where we get that how does he learn how to fall off a twenty foot ladder? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when Hart when Jeff goes have, That's one of the only notes I took for this match because well, the match itself is it speaks for itself. The match was just fucking awesome. Man. If, you and watch, it's, if you watch the show, you can watch three matches and be okay. Yeah, you, and this is you one watch, of them. you watch uh Angle Benoit, TLC two, mm-hmm. and of course the main event. Um <clears throat> I, I suggest if you haven't watched the show in a while, go back and watch it. Um but I mean definitely watch this match. Um, yeah. Edge and Christian get the win. This is where we get the the spear off the ladder. Um, and you know what's funny about all the TLCs? Well, and then there's the you know the year before the triangle ladder match. It basically was TLC. Edge and Christian won all the TLCs. If you yeah. count the triangle ladder match, yep. They were kind of they were yeah. kind of Vince's guys. Yeah, and I mean this is just one. Well, I mean I think 
even though the the Dudleys are getting in the Hall of Fame this year, so we actually have quite a few Hall of Famers on this card. Um, yeah, getting in this year. Um, the Dudleys never seem. I mean, they won the tag titles multiple times, and you know, Bubba Ray when he did that thing where he powerbombed May Young through the table, and he, did he that, does the weird he stare. stare, dude. That that was like one of the best little runs the Dudley Boys had, in my opinion. One of my favorites was he says, uh, "If you don't know who we are, we are the do do do." And the rock goes, "It it it, it doesn't matter." <laughs> that was oh, one of my favorite Dudley came, segments. When they first came in, yeah, yeah, because he had the stutter. He still had the stutter, and then they got rid of that. Yeah, but something about wrestling and stuttering because the gold dust when he stuttered. Yeah, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? And then he, and, well, he had like a tick or whatever. It was like Tourette. Yeah, yeah, but weird. There's that you can watch it on YouTube now. There's a Howard Stern episode, and Goldust is the guest. Oh, I never seen that one. And he's in fucking character with the with the. Tourette oh my stuff. god! And Goldust probably or uh, Howard Stern probably loves it. Oh, he fucking loves it, dude. You yeah. can tell like he wants Goldust like in the whack pack. Yeah, he wants gold dust on the show. All the time. He's he's in it. He's in the whack pack. He's over. He uh, God, I love Howard Stern. Yeah, um, I'm gonna listen that, to him on the way to work. Actually, no, I'm not because anymore, quick quick I mean, plug. I'm not gonna listen to Howard Stern on the way to work because I'm gonna listen to the new Ministry album. And if you're a fan of Ministry through the years, it's one of my favorite bands of all time. They just came out with their new album, Americant. That's A M E R I K K K A N T. They kind of bashed Donald Trump on it. So if you're a Trump fan, don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> And I am not, so I will probably listen to that. And if you didn't like George Bush, they do have a trilogy of hate albums towards them. All right, so now we get the gimmick battle royal, which is... Sorry for cutting you off. Oh, no, you're good. Gimmick battle royal. This is one of the most memorable matches. I've probably watched this match more than anything else because I love vintage WWF. I was going to say, I I was kind of noted in my mind. I was going to say this was probably... Your favorite, I would say, segment because it's obviously not like, you know, it's, a match it's, match. It's not a full blown match, but I mean, it's I mean, three minutes and seven seconds, so it's really short. But just for the fact that this is Bobby Heenan's last appearance, oh on the yeah, WWF television, yep. and he called this battle royal. That I mean, to me, like I could literally listen to Bobby Heenan call matches all fucking day. Yeah, great um, man. And I, I, I mean, I, I, God, I just followed him and just like, at least like once a month, I would check just to make sure he was still kicking, you know. And unfortunately, yeah. he, you know, passed away last year. But, um, I mean, that's that was part of my childhood because him and Hogan just, you know, I mean, obviously backstage they were buddies, but Heenan's hate for Hulk Hogan on television. And commentary was just fucking uh, out of this world. And then you also got Mean Gene. So, that, I mean, that was cool. Um, so, we got the Bushwhackers, the Duke the Dr- Dumpster Drozzy, uh, Sheiky Baby, Earthquake, the Goon, Doink. Who, I, want, I, bet, I bet it was Lombardi that played Doink here. You think so? I, if I had to guess, I would say it was. But he also played Kim Chi, and Kim Chi's in this too. So, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure. Um, but I mean, they could have stuck anybody in the kimchi thing. Uh, yeah. Kamala Kimchi, Repo Man, Jim Cornette, old corny, Nikolai Volkov, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes, One Man Gang, Gobbledygooker, for some fucking reason, Tugboat, Hillbilly Jim, Hall of Famer, 
Brother Love and mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, Iron Sheik wins. Yeah. Then Slaughter puts him in the, the chokehold. Yeah. Puts the, him in the sleeper. The Yeah, the uh, Cobra Clutch or whatever. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it was. Um, and then we move on because the only thing I really want to talk about is Bobby Heenan because he's one of my fucking heroes. Um, then we go to Taker and Trip. I have it as Taker versus Trips. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a good match. Yeah. 18 minutes. But it's. Night- 18 minutes, 19 seconds. We get a video package for this, which was freaking oh, yeah. awesome as well. Triple H comes to the ring with Motorhead. a live performance from Motorhead. We are Motorhead. We're going to kick your ass. And probably the worst live performance of all time. <laughs> because yeah, I don't rough. think Lemmy knew the lyrics here because he says the same lines over and over. I would say that it was the first time they played that song. And probably the live. Because I know they didn't play it live. Because I've heard a lot of people say they'd go to a Motorhead show looking to hear the game. And it never got played. Yeah. It was just in the studio, I think. This was a good match. The one thing I was going to say about it was... First of all, the ref was down the entire fucking time. So I don't remember if it was a no DQ match or not. I think it was just because the ref was down. It was just a regular match, I believe. I, th- I think and they, it was, but I mean, they did a lot of shit on the outside. The whole match. And yeah. then the, uh, they go to that, it looked like there was a, it was a camera stand or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, kind of like and the so, Will Ospreay spot at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and so he chokeslam, Undertaker chokeslams Triple H off of it. And, man, it was, I, I feel like it was botched because of the camera. They, they did sh- cut to the camera, but... I don't know. It was just, it was cool, but they sold the shit out of it, the announcers. But then you watch it, and you're like, oh, he just landed on, like, a pallet of, like, fluffy shit or whatever. Yeah. I mean, because like they... One of those stunt those yeah. things. Like, when Shane jumps off the set or Jeff jumped off the set. Like, it was that yeah. same that same thing, and it, it, made a po- it made a noise and everything, but yeah. it, like... I wish they wouldn't have cut to that camera angle to keep you wondering what that was. That kind of took away the mystique of it. And then, of course, you know, they get back in the ring. and. Uh, so did, do you think Taker bladed here? Or did he get opened up the hard way? I didn't see him blade, dude. And I was waiting for it because I've always, every time I've watched this match, I can't find where he blades. I, and I was looking for it because I remembered him, him just like being busted open. And I made a point last week when I watched it to try to find where he blades. Taker Unless Triple H did it good. for him. He could have. But I could see Taker just being like, you know, I'm a tough motherfucker. Just, just hit. But that's a sledge, yeah. dude. You, you're not going to just get – you're not just going to bleed from it. You're going to get a fucking – a knot you're, on your head. Yeah, you're going to have a big-ass goose egg and – you're going to be fucking concussed like a motherfucker. Yeah, so he, he bladed. It might have yeah. already been in his hand because when he had him up for the powerbomb, he might have got it with that right hand before yeah. he got hit. And then just because it was it was in the blink of an eye, dude. Blader's, I think uh, Taker's just that good, not Blader. <laughs> Blader's just that good. So, anyways. All right, so. Good match. Taker wins. Did, keeps yeah, the streak. Yeah, uh, Taker wins with the last ride. What what number was this? Seventeen. First one was seven, right? Yeah, I think this was his ten and zero right here. Well, he missed one. He missed one mania. Oh yeah, he missed. Uh, was it fifteen? 
No, because that's when he hung the boss, man. He missed 2,000, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one he missed. So, um, obviously, on our rebooking, we'll do something with Taker. Um, Because in a perfect world, we rebook and... He wouldn't have been hurt. Everybody's on the roster. All right, so The Rock's on his way to the ring. We're getting to our main event. Austin's looking in the mirror. Then First of all, the... this this video package, dude. Yeah, we get to we get to the video package after Austin's looking in the mirror. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Like he's soul searching. Yeah, he's got that he's got that Texas rattlesnake look in his eye. This is during this time period too. They were really they were pushing that Texas rattlesnake thing because yeah. when he turned heel, as everybody knows, that's seen the show. This is the where it happened. Uh, he's he's a he's like the bionic redneck, the Texas rattlesnake. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, really yeah. pushing. That. Yeah, uh, Jr. calls him the bionic redneck like seventy five times because of his red knee braces. Oh, I loved him. I know. So the video package, fucking awesome. No DQ for the WWF title. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Everybody liked Limp Biscuit at this time period, so don't try to say you didn't. Everybody didn't. listened to it. Oh, I whatever. I did my, my way and that video package was fucking perfect, dude. Oh, I'm not saying it wasn't it wasn't good for the time. I'm just saying I was never a fan. Oh man, I, I had I had a few of their albums, so don't I can't put, lie. Don't put that stank on me. I had some significant other, and I bought Chocolate Starfish as soon as I seen WrestleMania 17 because I believe it got released around this time. This is back when they were in cahoots. And then it was like a couple years later at 19, they did that crackhead song. And I'm like, what? And then that was the last appearance of Limp Bizkit. It was crack. They did. Remember crackhead? I'm a crackhead. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> that was at 19. The, the only thing I remember was Fred Durst being an unlockable character. and uh, Shut your mouth. Down. Yeah, or uh, just bring it. Just bring yeah, it. just bring it. And then uh, when he was at SummerSlam and he flipped the camera off. And I think that was kind of where. They cut ties with old. Friends. Yeah. What was the guitar player's name in Limp Bizkit? Uh, Wes Borland. Wes Borland. Yeah, Wes Borland. I did like him because he wore the makeup and the mask and the creepy eyes and shit. I dug that. Who did he say? Oh, he just he just came out a while back and said that uh, the fuck uh, Aaron Lewis from Stained is the biggest piece of shit he's ever known in his entire life. And I, was I like, can see oh, okay. that. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever, dude. It's been a while since I could hold my head up high. It's been a well, while. Well, Limp Biscuit, I got pissed because a couple of years ago they did a show, just real quick. They did a show and they covered Ministry's Thieves. And I just stated earlier, it's one of my favorite bands, Ministry. And uh, they covered Thieves and everybody's like, oh yeah, a new Limp Biscuit song. And I had to get on the comments and not necessarily troll, but just be, uh, just school and be like, hey, uh, you need to go back to 1988 to the mind is a terrible thing to taste or 89, excuse me. And, <laughs> like uh, you kiss. and yeah, you need to listen to the original thieves song because that's what got the crowd jumping, not fucking this weird Limp biscuit version, the new metal version or whatever. So anyways, yeah. Main event is fucking killer. Yep. Fucking I can watch, prob- I can watch Steve and Dwayne anytime. Probably one of the best matches of all time. Yeah, just, it was like, sto- just storytelling alone. I mean, we all know that, you know, Austin wasn't the greatest wrestler. But at this point, he had, ch- I mean, in WCW, he was a fantastic technical wrestler. Yeah. At this yeah. point, you know, due to all the injuries and stuff, he was more of a street fighter. And he, yeah. I mean, he's, he's mentioned that several thousand times on his podcast. Yeah, he knows that it was, Steve he was kind of, it was kind of like, you know, he was, 
he was yeah he was just a brawler man when it came to when it came to the the stone cold character um yeah he just like you said the injuries i think plagued him and that's what kind of he lost the tech the technical aspect of his wrestling but he was still great don't get me wrong but i've seen comments all over social media that says stone cold was overrated no he wasn't overrated he was the best fucking worker of that time or yeah one of the best and he just and, and, and he's your term he was the workhorse at this time yeah he was man he was the and that's why this was the stone cold is the one gamble wwe took that is successful and yeah. they haven't taken a gamble taken a gamble since that has been and and successful. It's, oft, it's often you know discussed and you know everybody has their opinion on who was bigger hulk hogan or stone cold um obviously drawing wise and merch wise stone cold made more money but it was a different time um, that's it, it it depends who you talk to you know if i talk yeah. to somebody around your age or whatever a couple years older than me I say, I like wrestling. They say, oh, I like Hulk Hogan. And then if I talk to somebody that, you know, I went to school with or anybody around this area, I'm in the college area, um, they're all like, oh, you're talking about like Stone Cold? Yeah. So it's, it well, just and, depends you know, when I, you grew up. I grew up, up with both. Um, yeah. As a young kid, like my kid's age, it was Hulk Hogan. And then, you know, closer to my teenage years, it was Stone Cold because he was a badass. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't really matter what your name is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just. It's just no, a... it, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we can people can debate that until they're blue in the face. They were both fucking great, but if it wasn't yeah. for Hogan, there wouldn't have been the WWF, and there wouldn't be WrestleMania. No. Um. So I have just a couple of quick notes, and then we can shut her down because I know you got to get to work. Yeah. Um. So Austin, I could talk about this match all day. Yeah, Austin uses the million dollar dream. Yeah, which w- was a, a big pop for me because you know ringmaster. Um, yep. there was 16 chair shots. It was, he beat the, f- and well, not just to the rock, but Stone Cold beat the fuck out of the rock with the chair. Yeah. And I think that's what really was like, it just, it's like, if he didn't win the match, then that would be fucky because I don't know, man, it was a lot, but they were both bleeding in the rock and then his, his blood is like water. It's like so thin. Yeah. And, uh. I mean, they're both just gushing. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising, but I guess at this time, you know, the blood thing was a little more okay. But since Undertaker had just bladed the match before, I I just found it odd that two matches in a row, you're getting blood. Probably just because it was main. Yeah. They just Um, want to show some color. But also in my notes, I have, you know, they both, the fact they both used each other's finishers, which is always kind of cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then, of course, The Rock just sells the hell out of the stunner. He's, he was the, the flops. Him and, him and Scott Hall both can oh, sell man, the fuck that, out of a stunner. God. Because they both got that floppy says about body. That match of Scott Hall and Stone Cold, that was the one of the best sells of the Stone Cold stunner that was yeah. at, at, at uh, 18. I would love to do 18 soon, too. Man, I like I, 18. I want to do all of them. But yeah. anyway, so Vince comes out, interferes in the match. Um, Stone Cold gets the win. Um, and, yeah, I mean, then you get the end. Shake hands. They shake hands. They, they you know, cheers the beers. And JR goes fucking off, and I love it. Yeah, he's pissed. What? No, Steve. No, Paul, and, and to Not like con- this. conclude things, Paul Heyman isn't bad on commentary, man. No, it was kind of, it was Paul. really enjoyable. Yeah. Because he, he, he can, that guy can fucking talk. 
no matter what. It don't matter. Well, I he mean, can talk. even back in, you know, he did it a little bit in WCW. He never really had to do it in ECW because they had the one-man fucking wrecking crew and Joey Styles. But, yeah. I mean, Paul Heyman, promo for days, commentary, probably right up there with some of the best. I think probably, he's probably the most underrated yeah. uh, color guy. But yeah. yeah, Jim Ross, Colin Stone Cold, the son of a bitch. Why the hell, Steve? Why? Why let not? Not like this, my God! Not like this! Not like this! Not like this, Steve! And it was a, it was a big, it, it didn't go over well with a lot of people. It was, but this is where you got, and everybody knows this is where you got. Like it was, nobody, not everybody was happy about it. I, I liked it, just but because see, I'm going to support Stone Cold no matter when what. They were willing to try something. Yeah, different. exactly. But it was, uh, it was just. This is where you got a lot of funny Stone Cold segments and a lot of backstage stuff because I believe he was kind of dealing with injury around this time as well after oh, this yeah. match. He, he was. I mean, if you think about it, his run on top was actually really short. Yeah, I mean, he was. It was ninety eight to, or I'd say late ninety seven to. Oh one, really? I mean, yeah. or oh two at the start of oh two, he was out. And that's when he left that year, and then he yeah. came back and did that match with Rock. The last, and if the you last, watch... The last match we'll ever see is Stone Cold versus The Rock at WrestleMania 19. And they couldn't because, have done it better. Yeah, they could have. Um, if he, I mean, if he was going to come back, he, he would have done it by now. So I think yeah. that, that he should just quit with, uh, oh, Stone Cold's going to come back and do a match. Fuck it. You know, as he long can't. as he comes back every once in a while and he does a stunner like he did it. That's fine. Time, yeah. I'm cool with that. Give a couple of stunners, drink some beer. I'm, I go home happy. Yep. And Dwayne, he shows up too. It's cool to see The Rock for a nostalgia pop because, you know, it's, The Rock, you know, it, it, any, if anything happened to Trips or Stone Cold or, I mean, The Rock was, he was still the top guy, man. The, yeah, this is I that mean, time were, period I was talking like about. Talk, like we always talk about, they were so interchangeable. Yeah, they had every, like you could, everybody. And, you know, the one top guy that just, they could put him on top, but he couldn't draw. Was they say that the Undertaker just didn't draw as the top guy? Yeah, and it's funny now because, but I think it's that nostalgia thing that we always talk about. Yeah, and I mean Undertaker's one of the best. I mean, one of the best wrestlers of all time. Yeah, he's the man. The I mean, look, the gimmick. I mean, it might have had went through phases, but he's the only gimmick that's still around. Yep. Whether it be once a year, or whatever, but it's still around. I think from here on out, it'll be a just a he'll walk out on the stage at Mania the next couple of years and call it a day. But well, I th- I anyways, this will be it, and then you know maybe Hall of Fame next year. Yeah, because it'll be thirty-five. It'll be a big number. So yeah. All right, let's shut her down. You got to go to work. Yeah, you can go to ProWrestlingTees dot com forward slash heels and quads and pick up any of our four T shirts. You can get long sleeves. You can get a t-shirt with short sleeves, or you can get a tank top to gear up for summer. And you can go to CollarNobleBrand.com. Use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps because it sounds more professional at checkout and save yourself 10%. Yep. And you can go to Mibsy.co forward slash Zydax forward slash Heels and Quads. That's M-B-S-Y dot C-O forward slash X-I-D-A-X forward slash Heels and Quads. They have Gaming computers they specialize in, just computers in general that can do anything you want them to do. They have laptops, desktops, they have pre-built, you can custom build, they have used, and you can finance. 
So check out mibsy.co forward slash Zydax forward slash heels and quads. It is Zydax computers. And make sure to go to facebook.com forward slash heels and quads. I have been trying to update Facebook a little more this week. Also, we have finally started YouTube. Um, you can search for Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast, and it should pop up. For, the first episode is the only one up now. I didn't really have a lot of time, but Thanks we, a lot will of time. Get, we will get all of them uploaded eventually to YouTube just e. for convenience purposes. Also, find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh, Overcast, Podbean, Overcast, CastBox, Anywhere where you can get a podcast, we're there. Except for Spotify, we're still working on that, but we'll be on Spotify. It'll soon. happen soon. Follow so. the show on Twitter at Hills and Quads. Follow us on Instagram at Hills and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Tommy Walter. Follow me on Twitter at Levi D. Zindel. And tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.
It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org slash auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.